Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. We have today, Friday, January 3rd, a six-game NBA slate to break down. Last night's nine-game slate ended up being a, a profitable, a good night for me, but it was just a mess of a slate. I mean, um, some of the, the mid-stakes things I was playing in, you could have had a, a top finish in, in some of like the 28-person field tournaments. Um, you could have had a, a top five finish with like 250, 260 points just because a lot of the good plays really didn't do too much, um, and it was just a weird slate where the late-night hammer type of games ended up paying off for some people having to wait for injury news, made it so that those games were just not highly owned or highly coveted so it was actually an advantage from what I found Uh, so moving on to the six game slate starting off the weekend with Friday then we get into a full weekend of NFL it's going to be exciting we also will have PGA closing up on the weekend NBA the entire weekend it should be a really really entertaining sports weekend entertaining DFS weekend as well welcome if you're new my name is Sal Vetri I cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL NBA WNBA and the MLB streets I do have exclusive content I'm an independent content creator so I have not only here on the podcast and the YouTube channel I also have content over on my Patreon where I cover PGA NBA and NFL in more depth more content like this more final thoughts ownership talks projections write-ups, a lot of different things that you can check it out right now. New year, so if you want to budget for it, new month too at the same time, check that out. That is linked up down below. Also, you can follow me on my social media accounts. I do appreciate that. My goal is to hit 20,000 subscribers by the Super Bowl. So hit the subscribe button. I really do appreciate that. You drop down below, let me know your favorite 6K play of the day. You'll be entered into a chance to win a $10 PayPal or Venmo. Just be sure to be a subscriber with the notification bell turned on. Finally, this video is sponsored by Fantasy Draft today. You should check them out. They're rake-free right now. Uh, you're going to spend 15 on a, on, a, on average. Honestly, you'll probably spend um, Osmo himself has done some research on this. Um, if you check out Osmo's site as well as a YouTube channel, I appear on there a couple times a week. 25 to 30% of your bankroll as a casual player and really as a professional too will go towards rake just because these sites can take more and more because they have big prize pools and fan FanDuel and DraftKings and they're just able to intrigue a lot of people. They're not in their promotional marketing days anymore where there are sites like Fantasy Draft that are. Fantasy Draft setting it up as a subscription-based site, pretty much you will pay 1% at most compared to 15 or 30%. You won't have the big prize pools yet, but be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. I really do recommend them. You could already see on there in your settings how much rake you're saving compared to other sites and how much money you're saving. It's actually pretty nuts. I'm already up into the the decent four-figure range right now, and it's pretty wild, and I've been playing there for not too long. So be sure to check that out, Um, Fantasy Draft. I'll link them up down below as well. So thank you. Let's get into this video. We'll start it with the injury news. Starting with the injury news in Boston. Kemba Walker is going to be a game-time decision with an illness. This is huge. I mean, Marcus Smart sees a big bump. He'll be the main ball handler. Brad Watermaker off the bench would see more minutes. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, who was questionable, Gordon Hayward, all those players, the big, I mean, starters for the most part, and Brad Wanamaker would see huge bumps if indeed one of the highest usage players, if not the highest usage player on the team, Kemba Walker is out against his Atlanta team. Jalen Brown is now probable with this illness, probably the same illness Kemba has. Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward will not see as big of a bump in terms of production and usage with Jalen Brown coming back probably into the starting rotation if Kemba was to miss. Marcus Smart maybe starting at the point guard, I would imagine. 
For the Lakers, just Alex Caruso, flat minimum, not playing a ton of minutes as of late, questionable with a calf injury, helps Rajon Rondo, who had one fantasy point in 15 minutes of play, one assist and a turnover in the last game. Absolutely brutal if you ended up rostering him. Avery Bradley, Danny Green, some of those guards will see more run, KCP to an extent. For Miami, Justice Winslow, he's been missing a ton of games. He missed the front end of the back-to-back. Miami did play last night, but they're not ruling him out yet for this one, so maybe that means he's closer to playing, but right now just listed officially as questionable with a back. If he was to somehow suit up in this one and I guess maybe not somehow but I would think unsurprisingly suit up in this one Kendrick Nunn would take a big back seat as well as Derek Jones Jr. Duncan Robinson Tyler Hero all of them would be impacted for New York, their guards, Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith Jr. are going to be questionable today. It impacts the rest of the guards. Whichever one of those players plays, if the other one doesn't, it will impact them. It'll also impact Frank Nielakina, who finds himself at only 3,200. Reggie Bullock, who came back in the last game, played barely any minutes. And then RJ Barrett to an extent as well. Jonathan Isaac will be missing at least two months or expected to miss. Ken Birch ended up playing a lot of the minutes at the four alongside Nikola Vucevic in the last game. I don't know if that was really emergency basis because Emil Jefferson was the only other power forward. Jefferson did check directly in for Jonathan Isaac when he was stretched off and uh, really not a great looking injury at all. Again, going to miss two months, but I would keep an eye on Ken Birch. He's in the low $3,000 range. Aaron Gordon is questionable. He would be impacted by this in a positive way if he played, as well as Evan Fournier, who's only 6,100. Aaron Gordon, like I said, is questionable for Orlando. Wes Awanda would draw another start if he was to miss. Fournier and Taron Tross would probably pick up more usage in minutes as well. Michael Carter-Williams out just helps DJ Augustine, who went off in the last game for nearly 50 fantasy points, and Markel Foltz, who only saw 22 minutes but did get 37 fantasy points. I think it helps DJ Augustine the most, but he's priced up now at 5K. Philadelphia, just James Ennis is doubtful with an illness. Thibault. Cork uh, Moss and Mike Scott would see benefit off the bench, those types of players. Uh, Frank Kaminsky is doubtful with a knee. Cam Johnson at the four might pick up more run behind Dario Sarch, and then Aaron Baines behind Dar- De- uh, DeAndre Ayton. Frank Kaminsky doesn't really matter as much now that Ayton is out. Bradley Beal questionable with a leg. All the guards, Ishmael, Jordan McRae, Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas, Troy Brown, who's more of a small forward, all of them are impacted if Bradley Beal was to miss. He did play in the last game, though. He's only 8,500 against Portland in this one. And then Thomas Bryant, he's probably going to miss, but he did practice with the G League on Thursday, and then he's automatically now reinstated with the team. So he's reinstated with the team for today, this game on Friday. There's no news around it, but if he was to somehow suit up, he's only 4,900, so I don't think he's going to suit up. I don't be shocked to see him actually being out there and potentially questionable for this one. He is now back with the team with a practice under his belt with the G League. Let's get into the early interest. I don't have the target offense sheet. Uh, actually, full disclosure, it's not Friday yet. It's, it's almost there. It's about three minutes away. I'm shooting this at midnight the night before just so that I can take care of some NFL uh, content that I'm going to be scheduling and producing for Patreon tomorrow morning. The Ownership Show, you can check that out. I can link it up above Patreon. The Ownership Show as well as uh, the, the closing thoughts for this week's slate. So let's head right over to the early interest. If you want to target off and sheet, I might be able to post it on Twitter later. Otherwise, it'll be on Patreon. So early interest. There's a lot of them. I'm actually listed a lot. This is an interesting slate. So you have a lot of top end options, but I think that the mid range is one loaded, but then also number two, I think that the mid range is featuring a ton of plays that are viable. And then you have a lot of cheap options. So you, you can do anything on the slate. The mid range is loaded. There's a ton of cheap options. And when I say a ton of cheap options, I mean, I have listed right now, I think like 10 guys at $4,000 or below or 4,400 or below. I have listed a viable like six or seven guys in the 3k range alone. So then yeah, if you have guys, then that many of them, one of them, two of them are going to pay off for you, get you somewhere if they're in the 3k range around 20 or 25 fantasy points somebody's bound to. So it allows you to open up the James Harden at the top, the Lamar, LeBron James at the top, but they might not even be needed. Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, 
and Russell Westbrook you can include in that for the 9,000 and above players that I have listed here that I like. Anthony Davis is a fine price point, but it gets even better when he's facing New Orleans. Derek Favors, yes, has been back. I think Derek Favors is fine for today, but nowhere near something that's going to stop Anthony Davis. 30% usage rate, a guy who has close to a 20% rebounding rate, but also picks up assists, a very high blocks guy, one of the best blocks guys in the league, and he avoids foul trouble at a very low rate of below 3%. It's unreal. I love Anthony Davis here, but again, do you want to prioritize paying up or just loading up in the mid-range. I think either way makes sense. Joel Embiid at 9,400 against Houston. I mean, he's just been dominant as of late. It doesn't matter the matchup you throw out him. Uh, it could be Boston. It can be Milwaukee. It could be Miami. He's just dominated Denver, 60-point fantasy point against Jokic. It doesn't matter. Joel Embiid has been dominating. $9,400 is too cheap. Trey Young has seen his price drop. He's been lately in the 11 and the 10K range. I mean, he hasn't seen his price this cheap in almost three weeks. 9,200 against Boston. If Kemba is out, I like Trey Young a lot more. It just makes the team a little bit less defensive heavy. It would make Marcus Smart maybe be the primary ball defender of Trey Young on ball defender, but I think either way he probably will be. So Trey Young against Marcus Smart, not a great matchup. I don't really prioritize Trey Young in this slate, but I do think he's too cheap. He's definitely in play for a guy with 60 point upside, 50 point upside at 9,200. Russell Westbrook at 9,000 finds himself in a tough matchup against Philly, but just like Trey Young, he's also the cheapest that he's been in a while at $9,000 flat. We haven't seen him in the 8K range in a couple weeks now. So 9K for Russell Westbrook, definitely in play, definitely in player pools. Bradley Beal versus Portland at 8,500. If he was to suit up like he did in the last one, the game blew out. He only played 30 minutes, but if he's to suit up and be a full go, you have 36 to 38 minutes, if not more, for Bradley Beal at an $8,500 tag in a spot where he's still averaging 1.35 fantasy points per minute with all these guys out. Ben Simmons at 8,100. Seems like it's hard to make him a priority, but he's point guard, small forward eligible. He's a guy that 8,100 who is also priced down for a nice matchup in Houston where it'll be a pace up spot. One of the higher totals I would project to be on this slate. Nikola Vucevic at $8,000 against Miami. Tougher matchup. This range right here, it's not a dead range by any means, but this Ben Simmons, Nikola Vucevic, maybe you can throw in there like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. They're guys that the, the mid-range is loaded. I like all of them, but I think you could either pay up a little bit more to that Joel Embiid, Trey Young area where you're getting that constant 45, 50 plus point performances with the 60 point upside. Or you save a little bit and you get down to the 7K range right here, which is Devin Booker, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle. All these players have been playing extremely well. Devin Booker at 7,900, taking more shots, seeing his usage rate now jump, even with Ricky Rubio in. Now, Ricky Rubio left the last game, but he's projected to play in this one. But even with Ricky Rubio being in for the last couple of weeks, you see Devin Booker's price point continuously rise. It's been in the 7K range, 6,900, 7,400, now 7,900, but it's warranted. The guy has over a 30% usage rate over the last two and a half weeks. It's closer to 35%. He's taking close to 20 plus shots per game it's up there but now he has a nice matchup against new york who might be without out for payton might be without uh dsj in this one and now you're left to frank nilakino which actually might spell bad news for booker nilakino a lot better of a defender but nothing major then you have rj barrett out there as well the rookie so I think Devin Booker's in a good spot. Keep an eye on Ricky Rubio's status right now, projected to play. Brandon Ingram returns to LA in this one. I, don't, I actually don't know if the game's in New Orleans or not, but he's going to be playing LA in this one, former team. Small forward eligible for a power forward. I just love continuously playing Brandon Ingram. Uh, he usually goes low owned. In this spot, he's priced down because of the difficult matchup. The Lakers are sixth in points per possession allowed on defense. That is sixth best in the league. They're a little bit worse against bigs. They're third against guards. They're around 10th against forward. So it's a little bit better of a matchup than it indicates for Ingram, but still Ingram at 78. You can put him in the small forward spot. It's a power forward. I like that a lot. 
Randall's price point drops three points after scoring another 47 fantasy points. It's another fine spot for him against Phoenix. As long as DeAndre Ayton's not going to be on a minutes limit, played 32 minutes last game, it's a good spot for Randall. He played those 32 minutes off the bench. I hope he starts because Ayton and then Dario Sarge, that's a really, really good matchup for whether it's Mitchell Robinson and Randall starting, Taj Gibson for a spot start of 10 minutes, and then Mitchell Robinson, whatever it is, the bigs are going to succeed here against Phoenix, uh, Julius Randall being the primary guy. CJ McCollum against Washington's a fine matchup. Point guard, shooting guard eligible. He's priced up a little bit for the matchup, but it makes a lot of sense. I think he's a nice cash play. I think he's a fine tournament play. Gordon Hayward at 7K, priced all the way up, $600 more than the last time out. Uh, most expensive he's been since he got injured. I'm only going to play him if Kemba Walker is out. Otherwise, I can't really want to play a peak Gordon Hayward. But if Kemba's out, you see the usage rate for Gordon Hayward spike to the, the team high. He takes the most shots in those situations when Kemba Walker's off the court. I do like it. Derek Favors at 6,200. Really hard to pass up. Like I said, the Lakers have been top 10 in the league against centers against bigs and points per possessions allowed but it's just such a good spot for Derek Favors who he's priced down for the matchup and he's priced down like almost six seven hundred dollars so sixty two hundred dollars for a guy who's going to play 30 minutes at like 1.1 fantasy point per minute production hard to ignore Evan Fournier without any right now Jonathan Isaac with potentially no Aaron Gordon yet again with no Michael Carter Williams there's just a ton of minutes to go around for Fournier I'm going to put him at around 34 35 minutes if Gordon is out you can see him see all the way up to 38 minutes he played 37 minutes two games ago he's been at 35 plus with these injuries and he's only sixty one hundred dollars in this spot he's a very good cash play I think he's a fine tournament play Drop all the way down to the 5K range where you're going to find three players for me, Kyle Kuzma, Marcus Smart, and Augustine. Smart, I'll only have interest in if Kemba Walker is out. Kyle Kuzma has been playing bigger minutes for himself as of late, above 26 minutes, touching close to 30 minutes as of now in this matchup against New Orleans. Fast pace, not a lot of defense. I think Kyle Kuzma is a fine value option, but there's so much value on the slate that there's a lot of guys in the 4 and 3K range that can score 25 points, which would be good for Kyle Kuzma, but would be really good for these cheaper guys. So I think he's in play, but he's not a priority. Same can be said for DJ Augustine, who is seeing bigger minutes as of late. Balled out the last game. Very tough matchup now against Miami in this one, but he's 5K now. There's a lot of guys in the 4K range who could be the DJ Augustine from the last slate, like Kendrick Nunn at 4,400. If there is no Justice Winslow, which I don't know if there will be, matchup against Orlando is not that bad, not as bad as it seems, not as bad as it used to be last year. He, he's just coming off of a game where he played 28 minutes. He scored about 28 fantasy points. And then Key's fine. I think Bobby Port is coming off of games where he continues to play 20 to 22 minutes, continues to be around a fantasy point per minute producer. Now this matchup against Phoenix, I think Portis at 4,100 is a nice value on a six-game slate. You keep going lower. Terrence Ross is somehow $4,000. His price reduced $200 after playing another 24 minutes. Only scored 20 fantasy points, but now there's no Jonathan Isaac and potentially still no Aaron Gordon. If Aaron Gordon doesn't play, Terrence Ross might be the best value play on the slate at 4K because the Magic are going to be forced to have to fill 65 minutes in their starting rotation, maybe even Terrence Ross draws the start. I don't think he does, but it's just a spot where he's going to have to play more minutes. Derek Jones Jr. at 3,900 continues to play 24, 25 plus minutes at 3,900. He is a guy who is probably closer to like a 0.85 fantasy point per minute producer, but that's fine. He's only $3,900. So you tell me that he's going to go out there and score 20 fantasy points more times than not and have those 30 point upside games. I like that. There's a lot of guys in this 3K range couple of them at 3,900, like Derek Jones Jr., PJ Tucker at 3,900. I don't like playing him, but his price point has dropped this low now. He's going to be a shoo-in for 32 to 34 to 36 to 38 minutes. And yes, he's been terrible for you, but even if he scores 18 to 20 fantasy points, he's now not 4,700 or 5,000. He's 3,900. Price matters in this. So no matter how bad he's been, if he's going to keep getting these minutes in a difficult matchup against Philly, nonetheless, I agree. 
but at only 3,900 with secure minutes, hard to at least ignore and not think about. Ken Birch, we did see him, like I said, play the four next to Vooch when Jonathan Isaac got hurt in the last game. Emil Jefferson checked directly in, but then Birch saw more minutes, played 26 minutes to Nikola Vucevic's 31. So obviously that doesn't add up to the 48 minutes at center that you would get if they were only subbing in for each other. So Birch at 3,900, interesting, tough matchup against Miami, probably the guy I like the least in the $3,900 range. Eric Gordon's 3,700. Been playing a little bit better as of late since returning from the injury. Remember, he was brutal before this injury, like a 0.6 fantasy point per minute guy. I don't expect him to be good, but I expect him to be better than 3,700 type of player, right? I expect him to be something like a Ben McAmore or maybe a Daniel House, closer to $4,500 in this offense behind Russell Westbrook, Clint Capella, and James Harden. JJ Redick at $3,400. The price is just dropping off. I mean, he's going to play more times than not. I mean, you had last time Lonzo playing 40 minutes going off. I think J.J. Redick probably plays a minimum of 22 to 24 minutes more times than not. He's in a matchup against the Lakers where you're going to need spot-up jump shooters. That's kind of where you'll have your advantage out out wide when you're trying to spread this Lakers team that is very big once you get into the paint. 3,400 is too cheap for this type of a player who probably takes around 10 shots in this game, 8 to 10 shots. Frank Nielakina, if the guards are out, he's 3,200 and probably draws the start, probably plays 30-plus minutes against Phoenix. Not a great fantasy point per minute producer, but as the season has gone on and he's had a lot of opportunities with the death of DSJ's mother, the injuries and the hamstring injury for Alfred Payton, he's had a lot of time to see time. And as he goes on, he was almost a 5K player, was a 5K player at one point this season. Now he's 3,200 with the potential chance to start if those questionable tags become outs. So those are 26 players more than I usually give, especially for a six-game slate that I have in a player pool right now. I have a lot more than this on a six-game slate, probably closer to 40, maybe a little bit more. If you want my full projections, my full interest in my player pool, you can check it out on Patreon. I'll link it up down below. It'll also be linked up above if you click the little I, whatever it might be. Also check out fantasy draft i really do appreciate them they sponsor my videos they support me you should go check them out as well follow me on my social media accounts and hit the subscribe button before you leave thank you so much i really do appreciate it and get into the contest who's your favorite 6k play of the day once you give me your 6k play of the day you link up down below in the comments, write that in there, and then you'll be entered into a chance to win a $10 Venmo or PayPal. All you have to do is leave a way for me to contact you and be a subscriber with the notification bell turned on. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all tuning in. My name's Sal. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.